HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I am Patrick Martins, host of The Main Course. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network. Today is Monday, March 14th. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Raposo. I write about people who make food. You can find my work and me as wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34, straight and single. And my name is Daniel Holzman. I am your guest co-host for the day. I'm the executive chef and co-owner of The Meatball Shops here in New York City. And you can find me at www.themeatballshop.com and on Instagram and on Twitter as at Chef Holzman. I am 38, soon to be. Single, and I am straight, white man. Hi, Daniel. You're not Ben. I could be Ben. You could be Ben? I could work on it. I mean, you guys, I mean, you're around, no, I was going to say you're around the same size, but you're not really. I speak Yiddish, so can I? Yeah, and he's speaking Yiddish right now. So listeners, Ben, my darling Benjamin Rosenblatt, is in Paris right now at the Yiddish Theater Festival doing Waiting for Godot in Yiddish. I don't know how to do any of those things. There's a really. joke in there somewhere. I'm there is a joke it. in there that if Ben were here, he would have picked up on it. But he's not. So um, I want to send my, my love to Benny across the water over there, eating croissants and drinking red wine. And, and complaining about it in And Yiddish. complaining about it in Yiddish because that's you what do you do. your best Yiddish French accent? I have no idea how to do it. You're the Jewish one. You do your best. Okay. Pair, and, you've, and you've done French food before. You, you do it. like, oh, la, la, but complain about it simultaneously. Do it. I I, you put me on the. You make me well, you put me on the spot. No, that was my Yiddish. Oh, that was. No, that was <laughs> we're doing great so far, um, and it's because we are drinking today. Our wine is from my beloved Virgola Prosecco. Uh, Virgola is at Twenty Eight Greenwich Avenue and One Eleven East Seventh Street. They've been our sponsors in the past. Um, how are you liking the Prosecco, Daniel? I find it to be extremely delicious. So smooth. So smooth. And it was it was a little bit warm, which I love, which brings out it all was, the flavor. That was my fault. No, that's a good thing. It is. Oh, yeah, because okay. then the flavor comes out. Cheap Prosecco, you need to ice cold. 
but, right. But if it's if it's it very delicious, delicious, I'm going to try to get it for Roberta's. I'm going to keep on sneaking it into the bar. Workers, I'm going to work that out. Um, so thanks to Beer Glove for being our wine sponsor for the week. So in a little bit, we are going to be joined by Laura Lane and Angela Spera, the ladies behind the wildly popular "This Is Why You're Single" comedy empire. I'm calling it. If you've read their book, seen their sketch show, or listened to their podcast, you know already that we are in for a huge treat. Uh, but before then, Daniel, we've both read their book. They are not single. I found out why I'm single. Tell yeah. me. Yeah. I want to, what, what have we gleaned from their wisdom about I, why you and I are both single? Why I, are you single? I think it has to do with my iPhone. With your iPhone. I think I have to update. I think I have to update my iPhone because some of the apps are stalling out. And it seems like they talk a lot about you don't meet people in real life, apparently. You meet people online. True. And, and as a restaurant guy, I work in real life terms. I, pe- I meet people but every day. But you're very day. good on Twitter and Instagram. You're pretty, you're pretty swarmy. Oh, I have on a them. whole team of people that do that for me. <gasps> you don't do yeah, no, that. So when you tweet not. me, you're not, it's not you tweeting me. My heart is breaking. <laughs> Ouch. Um, no, but they do have a whole section called It's Techie about text messages and internet stalkers and, and insta dating and things like that. So you're not, so it's, that's why you're single because you're not up on the lingo of the kids today with the FOMOs and the things that I always have to look up because I don't know what they are either. FOMOs in, a thing, right? In real life, um, fear of missing out. Yes, I, I had to. I had to look it up. I had. It's a chapter title too, um, and I had to look it up. I uh, in real life, I'm single because the person that I want to date doesn't want to date me. Why? All right. So, well, first of, of all, person. who do you want to date? What type? I want of person? to date like a super spontaneous, super cool, like tough, independent, extremely intelligent, self-starting, like hardworking, beautiful. You know, the perfect. I want to. I want to date the perfect woman. Oh, yeah. and the ladies. what type of woman that wants to date me? Um, Wants the same thing usually back, but I don't really I don't offer all the stuff that I want. Does that make sense? It does. So what do you not like, offer? I don't that dance. You want. I'm not quite that spontaneous. I'm not really like the type of music that I like to listen to isn't the type of music that the type of woman that I would want to date listens to. Be specific. Punk rock. You like, like I want punk to, rock? I, or no, you want I want to date want. a woman that wants to listen to <laughs> punk rock, but I don't want to listen to that. You know how tough, tough that is. I don't you know, know how tough that it's is. It's really tough. Or like the TV show thing. Like I can't have the TV. I don't even have a TV, but I want to watch TV. All right. So you need somebody to introduce you to these yeah. wild and crazy things like punk rock and television. I need a Jewish woman that's not Jewish. You need a Jewish woman who is not Jewish. Yeah, because I don't like to date Jewish women, but, but she needs to understand the, the, the struggle. Well, I have a question for you because I've talked with guests in the past about um, dating in the industry. And if people date, like I've been asked if I date chefs, um, I've been asked if I date other writers or things like that. So there is a whole chapter on dating uh, in your industry mixing. You mix business with pleasure. It's on page 169, listeners. So do you date? Because I feel like especially you've got a crazy schedule. You own how many restaurants now in New York City? I own six restaurants in the city. And I have a very strong rule against meeting somebody in the restaurant. And date. obviously, I can't. So even anybody. a patron, not even somebody you work like with. The, my rule basically is is if I believe that I will fall in love with this person and there's a chance that I will marry them, then I will ask them out. And otherwise, I will not the try and pick up a The are so high. Yeah, because it's your... If I think I'll marry this person, I'll ask them out? Being a restaurateur that like picks women up at the bar of your restaurant is such a scumbag move. It is. And your staff looks at you like you're such a schmarmy, like gross person that right. I you know, choose to try and look like a you know, but so many guy. people in New York City, so many ladies go to the meatball shop. I know. It's like I if, feel like your numbers are dwindling just because of that. Like if you were less successful, you'd have better luck with the ladies. <laughs> 
I mean, and you've got a restaurant where all you make are ball jokes. All I make, well, by well, the not way, all very, you make, very I mean, popular with the men as well. That's true. That's true. Very popular with the men. The Chelsea location, well, I'm sure, does very well. You you say you say that, but the men men love ball jokes more than women. They really do. I would assume. As just as a general I mean, rule, men love balls more than women. We I do. Assume, and why is that? Because we don't want to spend time with other. M- many mm. of us, most of us, don't want to spend time with other men's balls. But we want to talk <laughs> about them. Um, I've gotten completely sidetracked in my brain. Um, all right. So going back. All right. So you don't date women. Women who you work with. I don't date women, although every single long-term girlfriend I've ever had has been somebody that worked at a restaurant. So you do. Yeah, I only only if I only if it's only if you fall in love, you know. And if and if you set the bar that high, that's my new bar. The bar is if I fall in love with you, I will date you. And otherwise, why? Why? I want to be in love. I don't want to. Oh, ladies! Well, luckily most of our listenership are women, so ladies, you know, put the call out. Um. So so what is happening? All right. So what else did you glean from the book about why you were single? Those because so listeners before. Before I even introduce Angela and Laura, the book um, is hysterical because it takes all of the dating conundrums that Ben and I have talked about a lot on the show, and it makes them and it puts them into really wacky scenarios as we're going to discover. So it's not just like you date at work; it's like you are obsessed with a person at work, um, and then each is capped off with these little, like morals or rules or a lot of fun cartoons and things like that. So they they really do run the gamut from you know the section about it's techie, uh, the section about your type, which uh, flows into you mix business with pleasure, um, the search that too many people are giving you advice or you don't know how to meet people in real life or you leave no mystery or no one is forever 21 there's lots of really fun reasons so what else have you learned about why you're single daniel sadly i have always had a hunch that i might be single because my hair fell out and throughout they do talk the book, a lot about luxurious hair. they talk a lot about luxurious hair and they and they and it seems like it, it's legitimizing my concern that maybe I need hair plugs. <laughs> oh no, I can imagine I, you. With hair I, it looks plugs. like they look they they line up like corn, um, oh, no. but you know over time that could that could grow on people. But it but you look good with no hair. I feel like I have such a. You have, have a beautiful, such a beautiful head. head. You do. And my barber bill, I could spend all that on flowers for you, whoever see, I'm dating. See? You know, I could really translate into this positive thing. I don't know the guy that a guy that I'm dating right now actually is bald as well by cho- like shaved, you know, by yeah. choice. And I think it's I mean, if you can pull it off, it's a I could wear a motorcycle look. helmet with abandon. With abandon, because you know, yeah, you can fit any size. I mean, and you're wearing a baller's hat right now. I've got a hat on at all times. I never At have to worry about times. what my hair looks like. There's so many good things about it. So but the luxurious hair, I mean, they talk about like Fabio. They talk about like Rapunzel being a man. <laughs> There's just a lot going on in there. And it made me feel a little self-conscious. Oh, no. Yeah. Actually, one of the – actually, I think it's – where is it? It's right here. I believe it's one of the um, conversation starters at a bar would be, um, would you rather go bald or go blind? <gasps> and I well, was like – if a lady came up to me at the bar and said that, I'd be like, um, well, I'm, I'm also wearing glasses, just if right. you don't know me. Um, but I can see really well, so I guess I'd rather go bald. <laughs> I don't know what I would rather. Would I rather go I would rather go bald, too. But if you're going to go bald, you want to go bald all over. Because then you don't have to do any of that bald man It's a whole other thing. You Was know? that an option in the book? Is that like option C? You I'm could... just saying that if I had a choice of where I, where I was going to lose my hair, like I would go with back hair first. But then Definitely you'd don't look need like that. a skinned chicken. If you didn't have like any baby hair s- all over, you'd look like baby a Baby seal. Chicken. Like, like a, a baby, baby seal. seal. You know how cute that is? 
on a man. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> and then you can now gain I've got weight. a picture of you as a baby seal. And then I can gain weight and I don't have to worry about tanning and all that stuff kind of works with my Just look. Just works together. So ladies, now you know what Chef Holtzman is looking for. You can get him at, <laughs> at Chef Holtzman or the meatball shops. Um, if you want a man who looks like a baby seal, I think I think we, I think we he's going to work it out. Um, Daniel, I think it's time to take a little break. We're going to take a short break, um, a little musical inter- interlude. But before then, we want to welcome you to check out lovebitesradio.com where you're going to find upcoming guests for the rest of the season and soon what other guest hosts you can expect to hear as we kick off the season three with yeah. Ben out of the studio. He's leaving me again for another month to go and be a famous actor in Maine. So check that out and stick around because we're coming back with the ladies of This Is Why You're Single. <laughs> Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market, America's healthiest grocery store with more than 400 locations throughout the United States. Download the Whole Foods Market app on your smartphone for recipes, sales, information, and digital coupons. Or visit WholeFoodsMarket.com to find a store closest to you. Welcome back to Love Bites. Laura Lane is a comedy writer, performer, and journalist. Angela Spera is a comedy writer, performer, and marketing social media director. Together, they are the team behind This Is Why You're Single, a sketch show, an iTunes Top 10 comedy podcast, a Twitter feed, a YouTube channel, and a very funny book currently being adapted for television that presents reasons why you're single in escalated, hilarious, fable-like storytelling. They promise that each moral you take away from each chapter will make dating a whole lot more doable, a little less weird, and, well, actually pretty fun. Welcome to Love Bites, ladies. Thanks for having us. Hi, guys. I would like to say, first of all, I love a good smooth, bald head. Yeah, See? we're pro-skin on the head. So in, yeah. in This Is Why You're Single Part 2, it will reach out to the, the I, men sans hair. I will there. make sure we describe more men right. as having the sexiest bald head <laughs> ever. And, and to clarify, the, the go bald or go blind question, that was, that <laughs> I was full. I have a feeling that's yours, Angela. Full body bald. Oh, so, okay. oh, so, oh, so that's so in that case, saying. I would like, absolutely. Would. I would go for that. Yeah, 100%. I would too. I mean, but then yeah. your head. See, for a woman, it's different because then your head's bald. Yeah, that's true. true. But for yeah, I never have to shave my legs again. I yeah, I mean, would pros and nice. cons. Guys might not want to have like a twelve-year-old's peen, <laughs> so they might prefer the blindness. Whereas for ladies, that's sort of you know part and parcel to the grooming down there, which I think says a lot more about how we look about about men and women's hair situation, which is another show. I was just trying to start a larger conversation (laughs) about society, really. Well done. (laughs) See, that's what you guys do with humor. Wait, you mean this this radio show is not just about hair? No, it's not about body hair and what it speaks to in the larger context of feminism. Got it. That would be fun. Um, (laughs) That's that's fourth wave. That's coming next. That's coming 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 next year. Um, All right, so to get started about, so obviously Daniel and I have talked a good deal about what we've enjoyed about your book so far, but... 
um, the title, This Is Why You're Single. Ladies, neither of you are single. We're frauds. You're no, frauds. No, I'm just Tear kidding. down the empire. But so explain Sorry. to us you, that you are why or how or, you know, you're not single. How does that work with I know. your job? When your we empire? met, we were at very different ends in the dating spectrum. So yeah. I had been basically single my whole life, was like slewing it up in New York, loving it, dating every guy <laughs> I could get my hands on. Yep. Proudly. Right. That's not slut shaming myself. That's no. proudly hooking up with love it. Every Amen. type of guy in New York. They were all wonderful. And then I had found myself in my first long term relationship I had ever been in. And Angela was the polar opposite of right. me. Well, I had previously only been in like kind of long term relationships and then I was going through the largest like dry spell of my life and not how, how long was that? Um <laughs> <laughs> it was um, long time, fair two, two or three years. Oh, wow. oh okay. So that's, so it's, that's yeah, it's a spell. spell, right? Yeah, it's because I had had two like long term relationships that spanned a while. Gotcha. Um, so I was exploring the city as a single woman, and a lot of it was quite humorous. It was so, <laughs> provided a lot of inspiration. Yeah, and when we decided to, we first decided to write a sketch show, right? Because that started a couple years ago, right? Yeah. That was your first foray into the singledom world. Exactly. That was in like early 2013, and just a lot of our material had to do with dating. We there was a lot of humor to be found in kind of both of our experiences and the experiences of our friends, and then that's kind of how it kicked off. And then at some point, things. I don't know. You found yourself in your relationship. Whatever. I was just so attractive. I tried to fight them off. Well, success is attractive. <laughs> yeah. So are, that is, that that is book, what happened. Is your next book like, this is this is why you want to be single or this is why you should stay single? What's, <gasps> no. Is this? no. What will it be? This is how to get over a breakup? No, I'm just kidding. We're going to stay with our guys. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> your gentleman just got very nervous at home listening. Just right kidding. I mean, we, we do try and keep ourselves like, we, we need material. We do need material. So. Maybe I could report back from the male perspective. We would love that. Yeah, be like a correspondent. Do people tweet in and tell you what's going on with their dating life? And they, do they ask for advice? They email, they tweet, they call, yeah. they come up to us at shows. Is that is that fun or sort of sad, scary that you're like, oh, these poor people? No, well, I love it. But it's it's more scary for us because there sometimes there are like questions that we're like, oh my god, this is very serious. Like one guy just asked us, he wrote in and wanted to know how to propose to his girlfriend. Yeah, that wasn't oh, a dating like, question. That was well, like yeah. further along in the process. <laughs> but that was like that's a major life choice. We are we? I was like, are you really going to answer this question? You're going to listen to these two yeah, strangers? Make it memorable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we never thought that like being in a relationship was really the goal. Like it wasn't my goal. I just kind of found myself in one and we never, I don't know, like I hope what people get from our book is that if you want to be a serial dater for the rest of your life, there's just as much happiness in that as there is. And if you want to like have threesomes and orgies or you want to get married, whatever. What if you want to have threesomes and orgies, but, but you but no one wants to have threesomes and orgies with you. Aww. There is somebody for everyone. We will I'm help sure there's you a device. dating app for that, too. Yeah, Thrinder. Is that true? There you go. I think that go. is really oh a God. thing. I've never used it, but I know it's out there. I'll, I will report back. I can't vouch for it, but I'm sure everyone's perfectly respectable. <laughs> um, so why did you guys choose comedy as a way to express these conundrums to the world? Well, we met doing comedy. Yeah. So that was our natural way in. I think um, it was more like we wanted to do comedy and then we decided to do comedy about dating. Not mm. really like we wanted to talk about dating and then how do we do it? Let's do it through comedy. Mm. It was kind of the other way around. Um, so what about your dating life then inspired your comedy? 
Well, what's weird is I think we had these very specific things that we thought were only unique to us or things that were yeah. going through our friends. And then we would write these sketches about them. Like, for example, I had these two friends and they were at a bar and one of the friends called dibs on a guy at the bar. She's like, oh, he's cute, dibs. And uh, and then they the girls went to go talk to the guys and the guy was talking to the other friend, not the one that called dibs. Anyways, uh, they got in this huge fight. She's like, I called dibs on that guy first. Why are we you talking to him? You called dibs on a guy? Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Exactly. Go. That's one of our chapters. That's titles. one of the chapters in the book. Yeah, I learned that. I, I, I was calling dibs all the time. And then after I read your book, <laughs> you can't call dibs on a person. So we translated it into this funny sketch that's about like, what, what would the history of dibs look mm-hmm. like? What if it went back to like the most famous love story of all time, Romeo and Juliet? And... And what, you know, and, and what if Rome, what if Juliet had a friend that called dibs on Romeo first? Juliet would have never been allowed to go to Romeo, whatever. We'd like, both be alive. They would both. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. It would have saved lives. That's funny. Um, we but, actually say when you betray dibs, terrible things can happen, and that's uh, why they both wound up dead. Yes. She betrayed dibs. That's the backstory. I like the, it was Queen. What, what, who's the queen that was chopping off people's heads? Was she calling dibs? King the King King, King Henry, Henry the Eighth. King Henry the Eighth. He was right. calling dibs on every every lass, and then chopping what was he their chopped heads their heads off because he because right. divorce Called, was well beheadings were easier than divorces. Yeah, back they in the still day. are by the way. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, but I think we were finding these things that were super specific to us, and then we would do a we would do a sketch about them in our show and. Like we would have all these different women, people we didn't know, and guys come up to us and say, "Oh my God, was that sketch? That sketch was like about me, right?" I'm like, "No, I didn't even know that. No, it's not about you. It's about me." And uh, just realizing how universal these things are. Um, In the introduction, you talk a lot about um, some of the different men that inspired this book. And there's like a French guy. There, I think uh-huh. there's a postman. I was trying to figure out, did the postman just like show up at the door? Because that's always been a th- like I have. A- I would love for you to guess which one of which one of those guys was. Each of us hooked up with. I, think gonna, I wonder how well you know us from this. Five I'm, I'm going to go with the, the with. Do there were two in there that were you, and you got the rest. <laughs> so, oh, that's what Angela. <laughs> took two. I guess. I, I guess that's, you. That is partially. That's probably Laura had more. I probably Laura had more. I probably had more. I mean, but you were in a relationship for years while right. I was hooking up with all these different guys. But I had. I would say dating. You had the. More, I, I had like kind of the weirder people. They were fewer, but they were stranger. Um. Yeah. I mean, like you. Yeah, uh, really? Uh, well, how did having this, like, it's this is why you're single show, and then eventually the podcast, and I know now you guys are in relationships, but how did that affect your dating life? Like, if guys were seeing this, if guys were responding to this, like, did it make you feel, you know, more vulnerable or more empowered? Like, how did having this specific focus I mean, affect your actual dating? I feel like all of those things. Angela went on a third date at one of, she invited a guy. It was their third date to one of our shows. Right. Well, that's the person that I'm that's still with ballsy, now. Angela. I know I it was, it was risky. We put like all of up. our insecurities and craziness on right. the stage. And he was like, I'm yeah. still into that chick. And he that says it. a lot. But yeah. before that, I, there were people that I would date and they'd be like, Oh, so you do comedy. Like what, what do you do? And I was like, um, I do this show called, um, this is why you're single. <laughs> yeah, I know how that feels. You're like, right. hi, yeah, I got a show about dating, and you might be talked down on it, right? So, um, so but they, there was something to be like said about headlights putting it all them. on the table. I think so. Um, but there were a few bad dates that wound up as sketches. So whatever, it was therapeutic. <gasps> like what? Um, well, okay, so there was one guy who I had gone out with like a 
four times. We were on the fourth date, which usually is you're this like, about right. Kansas. Kansas, yeah, yeah. He was from Kansas, so we called him. Uh, we have a thing in our book, as I'm sure you read, the nicknames for guys. Right. I, I don't remember any of the guys' names. Well, we, as a man, you have to have a running list. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, can't, right. I have a belt I of put, yeah, nicknames or notches or actual notches. names. Just notches in the belt. I have to put notches those in, in notes belt. in my iPhone yep. when I save a guy's name. <laughs> that yeah, too. You have, yeah. That's the modern day black book. It is. It's true. All right. So Kansas. So anyway, so Kansas. So I was wondering where it was going, and then one night he was like, "Oh, I thought we could like stop by this party." I told him we would stop by, and I was like, "We." Where are we now? Where are we? We? So, because, like, as a single woman, like, you can't just ask, like, are you seeing other people and sound clingy? You have to look for clues, like a friggin' detective. So he said we. Turns out he ghosted me, like, the next day. So <gasps> we means nothing. But <laughs> I was able to write one of my favorite sketches out of that, which is two people that are being held hostage in a bank. And the bank robber is like, you and your little girlfriend, get over there. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, he called me your girlfriend. <laughs> your girlfriend. Is that true? Am I your girlfriend? Yeah. So it just plays off that That joke. actually happened to me once. You were in a, a got robbed. You were held hostage. Next thing you know, we were going out for years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you guys now have. So your book came out a couple months ago, and you're it's it's going to possibly be a television show that you guys are working on. So what's like the biggest challenge outside of the context of the dating part? What is the biggest challenge with the work that you do now that you're putting out there? Um, I mean, the actual writing is the most fun. I think it's mm-hmm. when. Like when we went to write our book, we wanted to write a comedy book, and our publisher was like, "Well, there's people are." People are reaching out and learning stuff from you, and people were coming up to us after shows and telling us their story and asking for advice, which we never set out to give advice. So I think the most difficult part for us was to add the advice element in the book, and like we'd had to really like kind of distill it and think. And then once we started really looking into our own comedy, we realized, oh, we've been giving advice this whole time, and we just never realized it because I think the funniest, you know, the best humor and comedy is in truth. And so we were like, oh, we we were kind of teaching ourselves things along the way the whole time but when people come up to us and ask us like serious relationship and dating problems i think that's the hardest part at least for me because i don't want to screw up anybody's life yeah i don't want to screw up anyone's life here (laughs) like like we've kind of started mentioning that oh no that that is your next voice that's your next book like the the, how this is how you divorce you actually have a disclaimer here on the first page it just says you know this is why you're single, and if you read this, it does not. No yeah. claim. We, we make no claim that this is going to change that. I know. I mean, we were surprised at first that people wanted our advice, but then right. I think in a way they they liked it better than therapists or psychologists that were giving this. It's funnier. Kind. Yeah, it's funnier. It's more enjoyable. And then, I don't know, I think they like the word, like, it's like the real girl advice. It's right. not from some, like, authoritative my, my psychiatrist never never makes me laugh about being single. <laughs> never makes you laugh. And is their advice ever really that good? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's the healthiest, but is it the most fun? It's well, not. That's the thing. We take it all so seriously. Like on this show, I've had to read so many articles and books about relationships. And, and honestly, like I even today rereading a section that made me laugh about like overthinking things. Like I overthink things. I'm dating a guy who overthinks things. And it just made me like th- that pressure just came off because it's like it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. You have to compromise. You have to do these things, but don't take it all so fucking seriously. And it was very comforting. So thank you for that. Good. Yeah. Sometimes just talking about it is advice enough. You're like, oh, I do that weird thing. I shouldn't do that anymore. Oh, people do that weird thing. That's not what I should. Weird thing. Why am I asking? Like, we have a whole thing about don't ask too many people for advice. Like you mentioned. Uh, It's like, yeah, wait, why am I asking 12 friends for advice? Am I waiting till the one person says the advice that I already want to do anyway? So I'm going to listen to that one person or how can I ever apply 
the advice from 12 different people. It's going to turn into some like That's why you just got to do it over the internet. You just got to post questions on Yahoo questions <laughs> and you know, you just get, you get millions, a, you get a million answers and then you just uh-huh. distill it down. You see the most popular. I found out from Yahoo um, crowdsourcing that your a life. sense of humor is one of the most important things that a man can have. And I've used I that, that you and worked that on, on my Yahoo sense of humor. Answers. I'm like, I need to work on that because that's definitely an option for me. I love that you actually look to the internet to find that out, Daniel. Well, there was, there's no, You're this trying. is how I'm single for men. Aww. This is a pink covered. Well, we have a lot of guy fans. I got to say, do. listen to the podcast. We, well, we answer a lot of guys. And as we talked quandary. about before the show, you read that on an airplane to LA and it make you know, it's like, Oh, he's, sensitive reading a book about why he's single like women are going to want to jump you for that it's, i think it's the perfect book for men it's a very, a very i usually choose my books based on you know who it's going to attract and, have <laughs> um, and i noticed that there's a lot there's a lot i feel like is this a woman thing that they really read into my one word text answers because that goes yes. on through the yeah. book yes. I'm like, yeah but don't oh, you really? do that you don't do that no i'm like busy Again, I'm, no. text message is a means of communication See? i'm single because i'm completely logical and have no you know what do they call that emotional connection to human <laughs> beings um obviously so i'm like text messages to make plans quickly yeah but you're a chef you're a step ahead of the game like i would say cooking that won over your heart it did Ooh. well my my current boyfriend was an aspiring chef he worked in a kitchen which there's there's a lot going on like the hours are bad yeah, but That's, I smell so like garlic and rosemary, s- lovely. But oh, tell tell nice. him the one line that that made you fall head over heels. Oh well, I am not a chef. I eat lean cuisines, or I did before I met my boyfriend, who after our first date texted me, "Stop eating lean cuisines because they'll kill you. I'll cook for you." Aww. That would do it for me, right? I was like, "All right, I'm on board." Like, I'm and yours. by the way, I'm you're very right. lean, so the lean cuisine wasn't the thing keeping the weight <laughs> off. It turns out, <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, um, before we switch to our favorite thing of the week uh you two are both not single daniel and i are both single and so what is the most annoying thing about being in a relationship that will help us feel not so frustrated by our singledom i mean i have singledom fomo like it looks so much fun to be getting to go on dating apps my can you but can you describe fomo because i had to look up it is in one of your chapter titles and i had to look it up a fear of missing out like i'm missing out on so much fun it's true and you are i have the most boring (laughs) stories when i go out for happy hour or brunch with my friends they have all of these exciting stories about the guys and the people that they're dating i i want to have some hot mess stories i want to have some funny stories about new people in my life and that's i think what i hope people take away from my book too is just have fun with dating it's not supposed to be a not fun thing uh and yeah they have i i definitely have FOMO of my single friends. That makes Which, me feel a little bit better. How about you, Daniel? Personally, yeah. The big, the biggest thing that I that I love about being single is I get to be so selfish at home. That's I can put true. stuff anywhere I want. I don't have to worry about the shelves. You can stretch out in your uh, bed. There's nobody there taking up your space or snoring in your ear. But watching a TV yes. show is just not as special by yourself. That's true. You like the cuddling aspect. All right. What about but at you, least Angela? you get to choose your TV show because sometimes my boyfriend doesn't want to watch Dancing with the Stars. Bastard. 
That's a big part of compatibility. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, you do talk really about compromise is. in the book. I know. So we compromise mm-hmm. and I watch it later. But um, I like to watch <laughs> in the privacy of my own home. Um, I like to watch TV going to sleep at night and he needs total silence. And people don't, you don't think about that kind of stuff. Those are big, when, those yeah. are big differences. And we're like potentially going to move in together. And I'm like, do I never get to watch TV again? But luckily, at night? He, he's deaf in one ear. So if he, he takes deaf. out the, his hearing aid in that ear and then puts an earplug in the other ear, or wouldn't he be good? And that's called side. compromise. Uh, compromise. So I was in a relationship for 10 years. And so that's like, it was all about compromise. And I've been single for about five now. And I'm planning on building a house. And I'm at the point where I've enjoyed being single so much that I'm like, we're going to have separate bathrooms. I can build two yes. bathrooms. But then recently, with the whole bed thing, I had a guy over and like, I was like, oh, he snores and I can't sleep and blah, blah, blah. And the next morning, I kicked him out. And that night, I was enjoying my like, empty bed and I was like do I need separate bedrooms like have I been single so long you need to be an official grandparent and have separate bedrooms bedrooms and and you can join when you want for sure sure, because who wants to share a bathroom with a guy I I like to sleep like a starfish yeah right you just sprawl out (laughs) and I have a dog who takes up you know more than her share of the bed too so yeah and by the way I take offense who wants to share a bathroom with a woman I mean you have so many products that's true but but our smell our products smell better than I have three that's so true yeah the whole smelly thing. You forget when you're single when you wake yeah, up like, you liked, men smell You liked overnight. that Chanel from right. earlier. I did. Right. I, caught, I, caught, I caught a whiff of your, of your perfume. Yeah, and you really, said you smell good. You'd like, be down yeah. if the, your whole bathroom smelled like that. Yeah. I, well, what are you talking about? You'd be about? on have, if your whole bathroom smelled like that. I have Hermes perfume. All right. For all right. sure in my bathroom. All right. Well, um, before we wrap up the show for today, our final segment, we're each going to share something that we are passionately excited about this week in the world in general. It doesn't matter what it is. So, Angela, why don't you kick us off? Okay, I guess I'm passionately excited about barbecue because we just got back from Texas. You did. And I ate barbecue in Mexican for pretty much every meal. Where was your favorite barbecue in Austin? Okay, well, I didn't get to go to Franklin's, which is apparently like where you're supposed to go. Chef over here knows what she's talking about. You know Franklin's. Yeah, he's not in his head bopping. But I wasn't down. I wish like, we had done that radio, this radio show before because I bet you know the owner of Franklin's and be able to like get us We in. wouldn't have had to wait at 7 a.m. Very, very <laughs> yeah. delicious. So we just, we went to a little place by the Airbnb we were staying at called Brown's. It was a truck. I mm. ate it. It was great. It was great. Yeah. So I'm like really into like mac and cheese and barbecue. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like the right place to be then. Austin, right? Austin listeners. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about you, Laura? I'm excited to catch up on so many TV shows that are now back. There was like a dry spell where all my TV shows were It was were horrible. Not, dry spell was really crazy. Yeah. But now like House of Cards, I got to catch up on that. <laughs> Girls, Broad City. I think Veep's coming back. Last Man on Earth. I now have like six or seven shows that I'm really excited are back on TV. So I'm just going to like stay up till four in the morning and binge watch a lot of TV for the next week. Last Man on Earth is delightful. It's so wonderful. I really love like Phil and Carol together. It's adorable. Yes, they're yeah. so cute. They make me happy. And yeah, also, I don't know about you when you watch it, like I want to imagine what it would like what i would do if the world had ended and i just don't know why they don't have like all have the best sunglasses and best clothes like well, i want to see i was telling my roommate last night like i want to see the ladies just go shopping like i want to see them go yeah. and get whatever they want from a department well, january store. jones was, character she dresses super cute she, she, does. she kind of basic wears but cute. she does have the best sunglasses out of all of them i yeah, love kristen shaw's clothes on that show i just said that last night i was like where is she getting those and then i was like oh everything's free everything <laughs> yeah last night i was totally geeking out thinking about like all the clothes that i would just be able to take yeah, yeah. you know i, I mean, would just whatever. go to j crew and just wear the same shirt i was but whatever. <laughs> whatever. Respect that. All right. Well, what is exciting you this week, Mr. Holtzman? Well, I am extremely excited because my dear friend, Kyle Atani, opened a restaurant in Oakland, California, yeah. where he's serving delicious bowls of ramen on Telegraph Avenue. And I was the proud recipient of one of them. 
then it was so delicious that I'm excited still because the taste lingers. And you, I mean, you worked with him over the weekend. Was he... I worked with him. I was, lit, I was, I got to make ramen. It was so much I remember fun. who I've worked, I've worked with Kyle for Plate Magazine. That's who I wrote yes. um, for about him. He's, he's very badass. Um, so what, but you were, t- you were talking before the show about how hard it is to open a restaurant and seeing somebody else open a restaurant, how, you know, how badass that is. There is just like? this amazing feeling of camaraderie where you have this unsurmountable workload in front of you and it's seemingly impossible and then you come together and you're sweaty and you're tired and you've accomplished something extraordinary and it tastes good and that just makes you feel so excited and happy because life is all about looking back and saying shit I did something that's amazing I will remember that day for the rest of my life so you will remember this weekend for the rest of your And my life. big brother had a little baby. And your big brother had a very little baby. She's five pounds and she's so sweet. She's so tiny. Oh you can God, find her on so his Instagram cute. feed. Is that Chef Holtzman? Yeah. It's adorable. She's not crawling around, but I will, well, I will have video when she does. That's going to be adorable. Awesome. Um, my thing that I'm passionately excited about this week. Last week, our guest was uh, pastry chef Tiago Silva. He had that internet insane uh, cinnamon roll donut that we talked about last week. And uh, we're working on a cookbook. He signed with my agent, and I'm very excited about that. So we are in the throes of getting his proposal together. And as a writer, that's my favorite part is sort of figuring out how to write in somebody else's voice and to sort of put, you know, I'm writing first person for him. And that is really exciting for me. And I really believe in him and his work. And he's delightful. And he's expecting his second child. So he's all like, you know, rolled over in love right now. And I love my agent. And I love this book. So I'm very, very pumped about this project. I feel like Tiago is just such a great name. Tiago Silva. That is a wonderful. That and that's so also, masculine. it's a Brazilian so- it's a Brazilian soccer player as well. Like, and oh, so yeah. it like that. And yeah, his name is Tiago Silva and he's makes like, me feel very very feminine to not have a name like Tiago well, he was one of People Magazine's top 10 uh, hot, hottest oh. chefs of 2015 I'm working hey. on that for 2000 you should yeah I'm working on my, my 2017 well body. you're going to wrestling after I'm, the show I'm today go so Absolutely. yeah so you're working it out yeah I feel like a weather worn fighter's face like that pugilist yeah. jaw is you just gonna it. it's gonna take me over the top I'm gonna be able to shave my face again say the meatball man oh. of New York City you got it People Magazine 2016 we're rooting for you <laughs> Um, Daniel, Laura, Angela, thank you so much for coming on. This the was show so today. much fun. Thank you for having Thanks. us. Thanks. Um, so you can find Daniel at www.themeatballshop.com and on Facebook, not Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is at Chef Holtzman. You can find Angela and Laura at www.thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com and on Twitter and Instagram as at your single show. That is our show for today. Come back next week. Uh, I think Ben might be out of the studio again. He's technically be back in the United States, but he might be very tired. So I'm not sure if he's going to be here with me. But uh, we've got the ladies who lime. Uh, we're going to be joined by Ali Cashel and Erica Lupinacci of Suffering the Silence. And Chef Ariana Resnick is going to be calling in from L.A. We'll be discussing how living with an illness like Lyme disease, lupus, Crohn's, etc. affects dating and relationships. And for Ariane, her work as a chef. Until then, thank you to our engineer, David. Our theme song is You Better You Bet, covered by my darling Robbie Gill. And we are Jacqueline Raposo and Daniel, Daniel Holtzman. Holtzman. Uh, I will be back at the same time next week here at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. 
You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.